Good to go? All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Holy, here we go. So, welcome back to Around the Table Podcast, Episode 9. First, before I introduce our guests, I want to thank those that have subscribed to our channel, uh, watched all of our any or all of our episodes, and the followers that we have on social media. We started this, I think, a couple months ago, and the growth has been definitely more than anything I could have imagined. So, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, without further ado, I'm with Mr. Daniel Frederick. I'm owner of Renewed Fitness. So, can you actually, before we start, can you tell me like what you do now and how, yeah, sure. and then we'll talk about how Renewed Fitness came about. Yeah, so currently I work at Alexion Pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. They are actually, they have been acquired by AstraZeneca, oh, so which is a bigger pharmaceutical company, but I'm working there as a regulatory affairs specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I work there full time and I'm doing the fitness thing on the side. But yeah. Yeah, it's been, been a lot of fun and I finished my master's up last year, November. So mm-hmm. I've just been working full time since. Oh, okay. Yep. AstraZeneca, that's the that's the vaccine nobody wanted to get. <laughs> so, okay, so Renewed Fitness, we'll talk about that because I've been, well, I've joined you at least for a little bit on that side of things. Mm-hmm. So how did Renewed Fitness come to be? Yeah, so it all started off in about March or April of 2021. Mm-hmm. So Pastor Ben Council, yeah. he had asked me to, to run a workout group with the grade 11 guys that I was... Just the, randomly? Yeah, like he, he was thinking, you know, when things open back up, mm-hmm. summer 2021, mm-hmm. um, with COVID and everything, we could try to run like small groups that had like mm-hmm. an activity focus. Okay. And this way, like students who have been in lockdown, they'll have something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this way they can kind of bond together and also yeah. like just grow in their faiths together. Mm-hmm. Um, so... When he asked me to do the, the workout group, it wasn't something that I put too much thought into. Yeah. But around that time, um, I was going through a lot personally. Like, I'd been through a breakup a couple months before that. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle had just passed away from COVID, mm. and we were in lockdown. So it was one of those things where I was just trying to reevaluate what I really wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And you're working um, from home, too. And I was working from, no, sorry, I was doing school from home. At oh, you're point. doing school from home. Yeah. Okay, okay. So Jeez. there was a lot going on, yeah. but at the same time, I felt like I was drawing closer to God Mm -hmm. and I was doing a lot of reading, reading scripture, just reading different faith books Mm -hmm. and actually a book that I was reading called Crazy Love by Francis Chen. um, It talked about how like as a Christian, Mm -hmm. um, our our main focus is to love God and love others, but Mm -hmm. also being able to use what we're passionate about to build God's kingdom. And that thing or that idea really stood out to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, growing up in the church, it was one of those things where, you know, there's people that preach, yeah. there's people that are youth leaders, there's people that are um, in the band, mm-hmm. people that sing. Um, so those are ways of doing ministry, but it was one of those things where I wanted to be able to use something that I love to do mm-hmm. um, and to be able to do that as a ministry or <clears throat> to build God's kingdom through yeah. that. Yeah. So that's when the idea of running a workout group with the youth came about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why I put more thought and attention and just focus into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just supposed to be a workout group, but it grew into something bigger. And I was thinking about, you know, how can I make this something bigger than myself? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can run a workout group, but why, like, why can't I include a faith aspect to it? Mm-hmm. So that's when I was thinking, how can I do that? And for me, my entire life, like just watching sports, I've always looked up to athletes, but mostly Christian athletes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you probably know. Oh, we know. That I've looked up to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So obviously Jeremy Lin, uh-huh. Tim Tebow is another one, but... Um, I thought, you know, why can't I be able to find Christian athletes 
who could pour into the lives of youth by sharing their testimonies. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of interesting. That's how we actually reconnected. Yeah. Um, so you were the, actually the first athlete that I was able to invite out, mm -hmm. and you did a phenomenal job. Holy um, I'm nervous. The first week, I, I was like, dang, this guy's got a gift. <laughs> He's just so talented at speaking, and mm -hmm. um, the kids loved you from that first week, and you kept mm -hmm. coming on. And yeah. I was able to invite a couple others, like my friend James and his brother, and mm -hmm. even my trainer, Josh. Um, and it was really cool being able to hear their testimonies and how God was able to work in their lives mm -hmm. and how he was able to be a part of their athletic journey and just their life in general. Mm -hmm. So I think the kids were able to take a lot out of those stories. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, things just started to really roll and I just felt God moving in that entire just okay. process yeah. in the camp. and. I just, honestly, I was just so passionate about it and loved everything that was going on that mm -hmm. I just wanted to take things further. And that's when I ended up starting Renewed. Mm -hmm. And you played sports when you were younger, I'm assuming. Yeah, so like as a kid growing up, like I played a bunch of different sports, so mm -hmm. hockey growing up. Play hockey? Yeah. Holy, <laughs> must have been the um, only one. Just house league. <laughs> house league? <laughs> my got my brother and I, real Oh yeah? yeah? Okay. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, I played a bit of soccer and then mm -hmm. In high school, I started to play basketball and volleyball, mm -hmm. um, and I think I took volleyball more seriously. And then I played at UTM, mm -hmm. uh, just one year. But yeah, um, honestly, like sports has been just such a huge part of my life and aspect. Mm -hmm. um, I've been able to make a lot of friends through that. Yeah, even, yeah. even JV, mm -hmm. uh, we met through playing ball. Um, Is he nice? You can tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I'll ask, like, outside of that, so team mm -hmm. sports is mainly what you've done. Yeah. And when you go into, like, the fitness realm, that's more of, like, an indi the individual mm -hmm. sport, mm -hmm. per se. Are there some things that maybe you learned in team sports that helped you to, I guess, run, a re like, a fitness camp? Because yeah. it's one thing if you're, say, like, a sprinter, like an individual sport where mm -hmm. you're the only, you, the only focus is you. But when you play, you know, volleyball, basketball, like, you have teammates that you have to rely on. So are there aspects of that that you took or that helped you, you think, in trying to run a sports camp? I think so. Um, so obviously with running a camp, you're working with many different people, mm -hmm. people with different opinions and just different characteristics. And mm -hmm. just being able to accommodate people and just being able to, you know, just be easygoing is, is a mm -hmm. huge thing. And it's something that I'm learning more as I mature. Mm -hmm. um, and I struggled with that as I was a little younger. But mm -hmm. um, actually at UTM, when I played volleyball, there were there's some characters on the team. Let's uh -huh. just say that. Yeah. Um, and you know, just being able to try to succeed as a unit, mm -hmm. um, managing egos and stuff was a big thing on that team. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, like, all in all, we did a good job. But mm -hmm. you know, just people have different opinions and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just being able to work with different players and um, try to set like personal differences aside and just mm -hmm. have that one goal of succeeding as a team mm -hmm. was a big thing. And that's something that I've been able to take in the workforce mm -hmm. and with my fitness camp. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously like with this fitness camp, I 
honestly, I haven't really faced any real adversity. I yeah. think everyone I've worked with has been super kind, mm-hmm. super um, outgoing, and just just been like really easy to work with. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure, like in the future, like I'll probably end up facing some sort of adversity. But mm-hmm. yeah, so far it's been pretty smooth. And when Ben comes and tells you about the camp, was have you ever thought about? Because you said you were involved in athletics, and you can talk a little bit about actually like your trainer, Prince, for instance, yeah. and that stuff that you're, you've been doing with that. Mm-hmm. But like, had you ever, like, had you ever imagined running, say, a fitness camp or getting involved on like the personal training side? So I honestly didn't actually imagine myself doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of friends, um, Paris Strathos, who is actually a personal trainer right now. And I was mm-hmm. able to see how he was able to develop as a trainer mm-hmm. he kind of started things off when he was in his undergrad or actually in high school mm-hmm. um and he was just super passionate about it and although like he ended up getting a degree in health sciences and working in the pharmaceutical industry oh um, he started he was in the pharma. yeah oh, he okay. actually started in pharma um i was able to see how his fitness journey progressed mm-hmm. and he took his whole business to a full-time thing mm-hmm. and he started with a couple clients and basically would work with clients throughout the year and mm-hmm. um basically like at the end of the year they'd have a photo shoot so i was a part of like his truth body systems team yeah and i was able to see how he was able to change clients lives mm-hmm. um so seeing him do what he loved to do definitely motivated me mm-hmm. um so i wouldn't say i saw myself doing it mm-hmm. but i was able to get inspiration through through him so like a glimpse yeah a mm-hmm. glimpse of what it would be like mm-hmm. um and he's still starting his journey but i've seen like all the growth that's taken place in his life and in his career and it's mm-hmm. so inspiring to me um and with my trainer um it's i guess that's where the question was going yeah it was working with josh fan so mm-hmm. to give context josh fan is jeremy lynn's skill development trainer mm-hmm. he's been working with jeremy since i think his first year at harvard mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken so they've been Did he work- go to harvard too you know no, he went to Boston College or a mm-hmm. college in Boston um, but him and uh, Jeremy have been working together for years and mm-hmm. uh, just like being able to see him just through Jeremy's career mm-hmm. was crazy like just seeing how they develop but um, this is where I kind of think that God works things for our good and kind of puts people in our place mm-hmm. but I remember last year I had recorded a video mm-hmm. to post on Instagram to recruit kids to come to our camp yeah and I was gonna post that video but the night before I posted that video, mm-hmm. Josh fan on Instagram posted that Jeremy's going to go be going back to the CBA because mm-hmm. he had kind of like given up on his NBA comeback yeah. and he was going to go back. Um, but because Jeremy's going back to the CBA, Josh isn't going to go follow him in China. Mm-hmm. He's going to stay in the States and try to like do his own thing and mm-hmm. work with a couple clients. Mm-hmm. So he was looking to take on three clients that mm-hmm. year or that for that summer. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was one of those things where I just, you know, I, I, I was like, what do I have to lose? I just messaged the guy. I was yeah. like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I'm going to just message him. So I messaged him. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny enough, he actually replied. And he's like, hey, Daniel, if you're actually interested in, like, doing personal training, like, tell me a bit more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's where I ta- I was just telling him about, like, my fitness journey. So prior to that, I had worked out for about four to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, And fitness has been a huge aspect of my life, but it was primarily to look more aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't really know much about the performance training side of things. Um, So for me, like I have a decent vertical, Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to see like how good I can get my vertical jump to. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so that's kind of why I messaged him. And I also told him about like the the camp that I was running for the summer and how I wanted to use that to build God's kingdom and like as a as a vehicle to push the gospel essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just thought it was really cool. And he he asked that if we could jo- like hop on a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. So we hopped on this Zoom call, and I kind of told him my story. And I guess for him, he was touched by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he he just, he was kind of shocked because I wasn't someone who was trying to play pro. Yeah. Um, but I was just someone who just wanted to use fitness as like... As a tool. As a tool, or a right? Vehicle, yeah. A vehicle to spread the gospel. And I think that's what touched him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he agreed to become my trainer, but not just my trainer, but to teach me about performance training. Mm-hmm. And he's... Like, so we've been working since the last, working together since last July. Mm-hmm. Um, he's built like a really comprehensive program for me mm-hmm. to help increase my vertical jump and help me become a more explosive athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really crazy to see like the progress in my own body and my capabilities, but mm-hmm. it's also been really cool to connect with him on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the fact that he's worked with my favorite player for, I think, 10 plus years. Yeah. And the fact that he's working with me now and helping me to, helping me with part of my career yeah i think is like is god ordained something that like i couldn't even like mm-hmm. make up as a movie script or something yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? like yeah so okay so i'm gonna bring it to the to the jeremy lynn thing because i always find this i find the culture conversation in- interesting and yeah. i don't know if i had the conversation with you or somebody else i feel like i did mm-hmm. um oftentimes you'll find people will look up to people for different reasons now Typically, people look up to people because they either see something in them that they could do themselves or they could have mm-hmm. themselves, or it could be a cultural thing, or it could be just because they're they're doing something they want to do, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. So why is it that, outside of just being a Christian athlete, why is it that you look up to Jeremy Lin so much? Yeah, that's a great question. So actually, I think race has a lot to do with it, mm-hmm. race and faith. Um, mm-hmm. So prior to... 2012 I actually never used to watch the NBA I wasn't really interested in it Mm -hmm. um and I remember like so I played on the basketball team in in grade nine Mm -hmm. my high school was super small so like basically anyone that tried out could make it (laughs) um but when I was I think it was grade nine or ten and it was during that Linsanity phase when he just went off Mm -hmm. um I just remember hearing about it just like this Asian guy from Harvard Mm -hmm. just going off right yeah that was the headline yeah basically right (laughs) and he went undrafted. And I, the more I looked into the story, I'm like, yo, this guy is such an underdog. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, I don't see Asian guys just go off in the NBA like that. Yeah. Second off, like, this guy is a solid Christian. He he went to Harvard. Like, mm-hmm. he was really, like, he did really well academically, yeah. right? So he's not just, like, just an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, seeing, like, how he was able to overcome all that adversity to mm-hmm. be able to get into the NBA, like, offered no scholarships in, in college. Yeah going undrafted like and then seeing this guy blow up like that it kind of gave me hope Mm -hmm. like obviously i wasn't going to go to the nba but just seeing (laughs) someone like that it was almost like like a superhero it was Mm -hmm. like someone you can look up to Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think that's where it started and Mm -hmm. just like seeing how he was able to live out his life and stand for stand for the right things Mm -hmm. and have good good morals and just live for God, mm-hmm. I think that was a huge reason as to why I supported him. So is it uh, the, would you say it's kind of the going against grain per se? Because like you mm-hmm. said, there aren't a lot of Asians in basketball, but there are a lot in like different areas yeah. that aren't yeah. pertaining to yeah. athletics. So it was a lot like that. Yeah. So actually he talked about how a lot of like families or a lot of parents that 
were friends with his parents, mm-hmm. they used to talk down on his mom for letting him Jeez. play basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just something that wasn't common to let your kid play basketball, let them play college. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, it wasn't something that they, they knew could be a fe- like yeah, a feasible, good opportunity yeah, later on. It didn't seem it's not feasible. Secure. Yeah, it wasn't secure, right? Um, but once you end up with, like, that contract mm-hmm. and, like, seeing how well he did, um, that's when people would eat their words, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just being able to see that success, mm-hmm. it gave me hope. It's, like, you don't have to do – you don't have to be – or like fit the fit the norm yeah. of what people expect of you. Mm-hmm. You can pursue things outside of the norm and mm-hmm. succeed in that. And for Jeremy, that was succeeding in the NBA and having a ten year career. Mm-hmm. So then, do you think, or actually, yeah, I'll say, do you think the if we bring it back to to say the culture conversation, are there things in say like an Asian household that are maybe not maybe that are permissible or not permissible? that are permissible, actually, maybe I should say in Western households because, like, you're Indian, mm-hmm. you're living in the West, mm-hmm. so you're not necessarily living by Indian culture, although that is your home, mm-hmm. but there are things that are that people do in the West that maybe people don't do outside of the West. So, are, or maybe I should say, what are some of the differences maybe you think between, like, Western households and Indian households? Yeah. As far as pursuing things that you mm-hmm. want. I think, so, I appreciate my up bringing in mm-hmm. my culture a lot. I think that my parents were able to instill a lot of like very good values into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think respect, love, family, those are huge pillars mm-hmm. in our life. But I think also like education, just like staying on top of your grades, mm-hmm. being respectful to your elders, um, those are huge things. And mm-hmm. I think they're great, but mm-hmm. if they're pushed too much, mm-hmm. they can get toxic mm-hmm. and I have seen some 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 of some of my peers just mm-hmm. some Asians in general who have gotten pushed towards a certain type of career mm-hmm. and they didn't end up wanting to do it and you know you end up living your life unhappy mm-hmm. um, and for me that was something that I didn't want like I didn't want to like pursue a career and be forced into it mm-hmm. and then 10 15 years down the road mm-hmm. regret it um, have you seen that with other like friends like family members or um I have seen it with certain like family friends mm-hmm. or like people outside of my direct family, mm-hmm. um, but you know it's something that I think our parents do with good intention. Mm-hmm. They just want us. They want to see us succeed. They want us to do well financially and just mm-hmm. be established in this country. Because at the end of the day, they took a chance. They came to this country mm-hmm. with not much, and they they just want the best for us. And mm-hmm. something my dad always tells me is, I want my 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 ceiling to be your flooring Mm -hmm. um and i think that that's a hard-hitting quote for me because um what he what he means by that is what he was able to succeed on and build he wants me to be able to you have like essentially have that as my base Mm -hmm. and be able to build off that Mm -hmm. and be even more successful Mm -hmm. um so i love that my parents were able to instill a lot um into me but i do think that in general within the indian asian culture Mm -hmm there is a high expectation to do very well in academically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's that's the a big thing. And then when it comes to like other aspects of your life, like sports, mm-hmm. um, social circles, those are things that are less important. Yeah. So I remember like growing up, like obviously my parents would put us in like a variety of different sports, but yeah. um, 
academics came first. Yeah. Whereas I think in American culture, mm -hmm. um, it's more of a balance. Yeah. That's what, that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Okay. And then because because you got to play sports, and I'm sure you have either people in your family or in your culture that did not. What are some things that you think if you didn't get to play sports, you would be lacking in that maybe other people in your culture or like in your realm of culture, mm -hmm. like don't have that you were able to gain from playing sports? So I think overcoming adversity is a big thing, mm -hmm. um, especially for me, like just working, like playing on a team, um, taking losses in sports, mm -hmm. it like it can get to you psychologically. But mm -hmm. One thing I really like about sports is it trains your mind more mm -hmm. than your body, more than like the physical. It trains your mind mm -hmm. into being able to like teach yourself like, yeah, you took that loss, but it's how you pick yourself up mm -hmm. and learn from that loss. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a big thing that I was able to learn from sports. And I think people can learn that doing other things like you don't necessarily need to play sports to yeah. learn it, but that's how I was able to learn it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one. Um, and like I said before, just being able to like work with different types of people mm -hmm. was another big thing. Um, and I also think self-discipline, like just okay. training for something, having a goal mm -hmm. um, was a big thing. So like training and self-discipline, that can translate to other aspects of your life, whether mm -hmm. it's work, academics, um, sports, relationally, like mm -hmm. just working towards some sort of goal mm -hmm. and trying to get better, self-improvement, that was another thing that I was able to take away from sports. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you can't learn these things from other areas yeah, of life, sure. but I think those were like primarily where I was able to take that from sports. You're putting your kids in sports? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we might as well bring it back to mm -hmm. the camp. So you start the camp, uh, Pastor Ben asks you, hey, can you start a Roka camp? And you take it much further than maybe he had anticipated. Mm -hmm. So, oh wait, did you guys have a conversation regarding that when you said, because initially, okay, wait, what was the initial goal of the camp and what did the camp turn into? So initially it wasn't even supposed to be a camp. Okay. It was just supposed to be a workout group. Uh -huh. But it was one of those things where I kept pitching these ideas to Pastor Ben. Are you talking to anybody or are you just brainstorming this by yourself? I'm brainstorming about myself. Oh, okay. And then I would just ask him, like, yo, like, what do you think about this? And I'd text him. Mm -hmm. Literally, like, I was so invested in this thing. I'd, like, text him at, like, 12 a.m., mm -hmm. 1 a.m., like, mm -hmm. and this guy, like, he probably thought I was nuts. Like, <laughs> but, I mean, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little different. Yeah. Don't worry, Ben. That's all right. So, like, he basically would, like, approve or disapprove of the ideas. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I would basically, I was just, like, running ideas by him. Like, name some. Like, name um, a few. So, I was like, okay, can we invite these athletes to come speak. I know mm -hmm. a bunch of guys, like, can they come speak? Mm -hmm. Can we make this camp, um, can we Can we run a combine mm -hmm. the first week and the last week so that students have something that they can look forward to mm -hmm. and be able to see their progress? Mm -hmm. um, I also asked if we can order t-shirts. Mm -hmm. I asked if we can use equipment. Like, there was a lot of stuff that I had to ask beforehand because mm -hmm. I was doing it through the church, yeah. right? So they have a lot of rules and regulations that they follow. Yeah. So every detail that we did at that camp, mm -hmm. I had to run by Ben. Mm -hmm. um, and it was it was a long process, but I th I'm so glad I did it because it obviously gave me assurance that what I was doing was right. Mm -hmm. But I think doing it through the church helped because I was able to get the students to yeah. come out, right? Otherwise I wouldn't have had access to that, those clients or the contacts, mm -hmm. right? So I think that was really important. Um, and sorry, like 
to go back to your question, do you yeah. mind repeating? Oh, well, no, I was going to say, well, we can go back to, to how it ended. I'm wondering, so when you tell the, because initially this is just for your small group. Yeah. And you end up pitching it to the whole youth. So they didn't know what was happening until you pitched it to them. No. So what was their, like, reaction? I think they were excited, mm-hmm. but at, they were excited, but at the same time, they didn't know what it was about. Uh-huh. Um, because it was the first time I had ever done anything like this or really anyone at our church had done something like this. So mm-hmm. I think they were just curious as to what it entailed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember a student, like, <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but he, he literally asked me, he's like, so do we get do we get a ride to the camp? I'm like, bro, you're paying 30 bucks. We're getting a ride here. But like, like, obviously, like, a ton of different questions. Right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think they were just excited in general. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then so – you will we'll talk about everything in between so what it started out as and when what it ended up being did you ever anticipate it ending the way it was or even whether it's people getting involved the amount of kids showing up if you had an expectation whether or not you'd i guess quote unquote sell out or how many kids would Mm -hmm. come like Mm -hmm. what are what are some things you're worrying about maybe that's a better question okay so to answer the first part of the question did i think it would turn out the way it did Mm -hmm. initially no but before the camp actually started, I felt really strong about how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like the way the ideas flowed, it was one of those things that, like, I just knew, like, the way the way the ideas were flowing, how mm-hmm. things were going, it was going to go well. Mm-hmm. As long as the students came out, I think this was going to go really well. Mm-hmm. But that was the only thing. Like, would that many students be able to come out? Would mm-hmm. there be enough students? Because this is during COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was my only real concern with like parents allow their students to be or their kids to be able to come out to the yeah. camp. Um, other than that, I would say like the only concern I had was like just the weather because mm-hmm. we ran it outdoors. Yeah. So I was just hoping that like for the most part that the weather would be good mm-hmm. on Saturdays and it did. Like I think only one of the Saturdays we had rain. Yeah, it was only one. Yeah. No, it was it was it was perfect and I think it couldn't have gone better. Mm-hmm. And you were there. Right? Yeah. And I think. Yeah, I think you would say the same, right? No, no, definitely. And what were, so the reactions of the students, because I'm sure you heard either some students, well, testimonies or like what they thought of it. I remember, I mean, personally, I remember my first week, my buddy Ezra, that guy, (laughs) bro, that guy was laying down. I think maybe after the first or second workout, yeah. he was laying down with his hand <laughs> on the side like this, like this. And I'm like, Ezra, we got to go to the next station. He's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, bro. Yeah, he, he was, he was I think gone. he did he yak. Uh, he might have. I think he, yeah. yeah. But he was laying at the side. I was like, all right, we got to get this. <laughs> we got to get this one. You got to get him out. You got to get him out. Yo, that so guy, like, yeah. That guy improved a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So being able to see. So you asked about like what like students thoughts were afterwards yeah. and just how they were able to progress yeah, how they progressed like yeah. for example Ezra like that guy like he started off like rough pretty rough like it was a rough start <laughs> yeah but that kid got the most improved for a reason right most yeah. improved athlete like by the end of it this guy was flying through the workouts uh-huh. he loved it like I got messages from him saying that like that was life-changing mm-hmm. it was also another girl Taylor she sent me like this message and she was just like so touched by the whole camp mm-hmm. um and she was just, like, she was basically saying that she, her life was changed because of the camp. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, messages like that which really touched me. And um, it made everything worth it for me. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if just one person's life was changed from that, mm-hmm. it made everything worth it. For and are you me. talking to parents, too? or? Yeah. So mm-hmm. some of the parents, like, reached out to me and they, they enjoyed it. They were saying how, how big of an impact it played in their kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it actually opened up opportunities for me to be able to work with like some of their their kids one on one just throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So honestly, it was just a huge blessing, and I think that was the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway for me, just mm-hmm. seeing the impact on people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. so you might as well, so how, for those who don't know, like, how did you run it? The equipment you bought, like, how did you go about making the program? Yeah. Structuring the weeks? Yeah. Like, how did you go about yeah. doing so all that stuff? Going about making the program, um, basically, the idea was to run a combine. So, mm-hmm. test athletes, vertical jumps, broad jumps, 40-yard dash, mm-hmm. max push-ups in a minute, mm-hmm. and then their four-cone four box drill times. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are basic, like, performance um, assessments. Mm-hmm. Um, and the workouts were designed to help increase these measurements okay um for all the athletes um when it came to like designing the program i did my best to be able to make a program mm-hmm. and then i sent it to a bunch of different trainers and athletes to be able to review and i remember mm-hmm. i sent it yeah, to you yeah, as yeah. well they all gave me their feedback and i was able to come with like a final product mm-hmm. and that's what i presented to the church mm-hmm. um when it came to the actual equipment there wasn't that much equipment that I needed. Mm-hmm. I think I used a couple resistance bands, some dumbbells. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think that like just cones and ladders. Mm-hmm. I think that was it. Um, maybe some like balls to like play games and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, like the field had everything, mm-hmm. and there was a hill to run hill sprints, so it was mm-hmm. perfect. Um, there was there wasn't much that we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, was does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Or are, are there? I mean, I can think of a couple. Are there any funny stories you remember uh, from uh, from the camp? From the camp? Okay, so when it first started, it was actually kind of funny. Um, mm-hmm. I remember I was sick of I was sick of uh, youth online. Yeah. So I told Jordan, Jordan Slavin, and mm-hmm. uh, Josh Qual, I'm like, bro. I can't do this no more. Mm-hmm. You guys hold down the fort. Yeah. I'm just going to chill. Like my mental health is like yeah. not great right now. So I remember one of the days, like <laughs> I, I messaged Jordan Samuel uh-huh. and then we went to the field. I'm like, yo, we're going to do one of these workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, like just meet me at the field or I picked him up and mm-hmm. my brother came. So we're all at this park. Well, all three of us ripped off our shirts. Uh-huh. We're just like running this workout. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I see, um, this like big German shepherd like walking around the field. Mm-hmm. And then I look closely and it's Hannah El-Zohiri. Yeah. And taking, this is around the time of like youth going on, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yo, Hannah, like what's going on, right? Yeah. So then we go closer and like, it was funny cause like all of us ended up skipping online youth at yeah. the same time. <laughs> it was one of those, it was like, <laughs> we're all <laughs> not, we weren't supposed to be there, yeah, but yeah. yeah, we were just dying. So that was, that was a funny one. Um, and that was before the camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, like like you mentioned before, mm-hmm. a couple of the students yakking and yeah. <laughs> getting pretty tired. Yeah. Um, I remember there was one. Um, I don't know if I don't know if you like like me sharing this one, but no, there was there was JB one. JB Shots has got no, it on camera. I think too. there's one the, the one. the one I was looking for is when somebody was holding a band. <laughs> oh, I was around gonna, me. There was there was two. There was two. There no, was I, remember remember one. There was I remember one. I remember one. I don't remember one. He only remembers I one. I remember one. Okay, we'll say that one, and then we'll say the next one after. But what's yours? You, you share yours. Well, I don't. I have a foggy memory because it happened so fast. So we were doing resistance sprints. Yeah. And um, uh, I think it was your brother, mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan Frederick. Put his name in there. Uh, was holding hold, holding the band, and I was I was you know I was sprinting, I was sprinting, I was sprinting, and then I hear him behind him, him telling me slow down. Yeah. And usually when someone tells you slow down, you have to speed up. So I got I started going faster, 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 and then 
I guess he couldn't hold it anymore, so he slipped and then he let go. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he could that that left a mark for sure. Yeah, it did. That no, left I did. A mark. That's what I mean. This it happened so fast. We have it on. I have it on video actually. I have it on video too. We but can clip that. I have a second story though, and I think Jonathan caught this on camera. But I don't think so. I remember. I remember Peter holding Brandon on the band. John, Brandon's how old? Twenty seven. <laughs> Yo, Brandon was like seventeen at the time or eighteen. <laughs> he was eighteen at the time. Oh, so we're so. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. So remember? No, you don't have it. He, you don't he have has. It. He hundred percent has. No, it. you don't have it. He does. If you don't have it, you don't have it. If you don't have it, you don't have it. Listen, this guy. You don't have it. You don't have it. Brandon's pulling this guy, and he could not hold. It was on the, the end of the workout, and he let go. It was hot outside. <laughs> the band clapped Brandon right in the butt. <laughs> 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 this guy goes flying. It's so funny. <laughs> was that the end of the workout? My hands are sweaty. Nah, nah, nah I'm, I'm not buying that. No, nah, my hands, my hands nah, are sweaty. But yo, if you don't have the clip, you don't have the clip. <laughs> well, we got times, we I actually don't remember. We got everything. I don't think... If you didn't get it, no, nobody we're, got we're it. We're putting in a reel, too. Don't worry. In a reel? Yeah. Holy oh, shit, I gotta delete my Instagram for a little bit. Don't tag me. <laughs> Try to tag me. ZXHD is not available. <laughs> Holy, no, that's funny. Okay, so, yeah. so you went from so from Portico Fitness to Renew Fitness. So, yeah. what gave you the confidence to make you think that you know what this is not a one time thing mm-hmm. and I can continue to do this? Mm-hmm. So, I think part of it was just how passionate I, I was about fitness. Like, mm-hmm. I love I love training. I love self improvement, and I just love like working out. I love that grind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that was a big thing because if I don't love doing it, why would I do it? Mm-hmm. Um, second off, I think the fact that I'm working with Josh Fan, mm-hmm. he's been able to help me, teach me about performance training, mm-hmm. and he's agreed to work with me like, for the near future, mm-hmm. or at least like the long term future. I'm hoping like mm-hmm. everything goes well, but I think those two things were were big, um, in me deciding to be able to pursue this as something further. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like just having that confidence and seeing how God was able to orchestrate things that summer, mm-hmm. um, I just knew that this was something more than just a one-year thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now that you've you have renewed fitness, like where where do you see it in the future, or what are your plans? I guess I should say going forward, because the summer is yeah. like rearing rearing yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. So this summer, actually, um, we're the two of us are actually going to be running another camp. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll be similar to last year's camp, except for the fact that we're going to run two camps. Mm -hmm. So one of the camps is going to be a general fitness camp, and you're going to be leading that. Mm -hmm. And the second one is going to be a sports performance camp. So it's going to be helping athletes become better athletes, essentially, Mm -hmm. become more explosive, more robust, and help with just strengthening the body to be more injury resistant. Mm -hmm. Um, So those two camps are going to be um, at the same time, mm-hmm. um, at the same field as well. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be running simultaneously and we're going to be doing the warm ups together, but then the exercises and the actual workouts itself are going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be running that this summer and like, hopefully everything goes well, but mm-hmm. I think, um, moving forward, I want to continue working on my own personal training, mm-hmm. um, just with my trainer and he's going to continue to help me increase my vertical jump. So hopefully like mm-hmm. I can add some, a couple more inches to that and see where that takes me. Mm-hmm. But, um, aside from that, honestly, like I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those things to. where I've just taken everything step by step and mm-hmm. I haven't tried to like think too far ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just like, like God lead me through this entire process and mm-hmm. Yeah, like it sounds funny, but I really don't know where this thing's gonna end up in mm-hmm, a right. year or two. But it's yeah. a good answer. Are there is there something 
maybe you could say that you you really want the students to get out of this camp, but maybe either they got it from last camp, maybe they didn't, yeah. but what is like the general, or I guess say the main focus or mm-hmm. the takeaway that you want kids to get away from this camp? Yeah, so like obviously like personal training and just per, like improvement is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want them to be become self-sufficient when it comes to like working out, training, and just being able to work out through the year. Because mm-hmm. that was something I found when I was younger. I just didn't have that discipline, mm-hmm. like in high school. Um, in university, I was able to get it. But in high school itself, when it came to like working out by myself, mm-hmm. it's something I struggled with. I needed someone else to be with me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I just hope that students can adopt this mentality that if they put in the work, mm-hmm. regardless of if they have someone else working out with them, or if they do it themselves, mm-hmm. as long as they're able to stick to a program, mm-hmm. put in the work, they'll see results. And just to be self-motivated, intrinsically motivated to do it, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Additionally, faith is a huge aspect of um, my life and mm-hmm. why I've started this whole thing. So I think um, just drawing closer to God and if they're if they're not Christian or if they don't know Yeah, is it God open is, to everybody? It's open okay. to everyone. But just if they don't know or just being more open to the gospel message is mm-hmm. a big thing for me um and that's the reason why i do what i do why you do what you do and mm-hmm. um i think it's just a big driving force in my life and mm-hmm. i'm just hoping that if they aren't christian or if they don't believe in god that they would just be open to hearing that message mm-hmm. um so yeah okay and then one of the questions i think one of the students wanted to know was calisthenics versus is it weight training, weight training yeah, yeah what's the difference or if there's a benefit to one more than the yeah other? so for me personally i do both uh-huh. i see benefits in doing both. what is calisthenics and what is yeah so calisthenics are primarily like any sort of body weight exercise whether it's a pull-up mm-hmm. push-up a weight like a dip mm-hmm. um so essentially using your body to create movement mm-hmm. um whereas weight training is using something exterior like a barbell a dumbbell Mm -hmm. resistance band you know yeah so for me personally i use both types of methods in my training Mm -hmm. i think um calisthenics is very good in improving your relative body strength Mm -hmm. um and it's something that i like to use for a lot of the younger athletes as well just like being able to like improve your relative strength Mm -hmm. so being able to do a pull-up if you can do like a number of pull-ups that's when I would progress you into a lat pull-down mm-hmm. um, being able to do a push-up that's when I would progress you into doing your bench press mm-hmm. so I think there's definitely benefits to both mm-hmm. but if I, I were to choose one mm-hmm. just just stick to one honestly I'd probably go calisthenics oh, I just think that's expensive expensive no I said it's less expensive oh, less like expensive. It's less expensive yeah, you can do it anywhere yeah mm-hmm. and it should be it's just like being able to move your body in different ways, I think, is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you see all those Instagram guys, like, mm-hmm. being able to do muscle-ups, yeah, weighted dips, like, yeah. it's insane, but, yeah. Okay. And then yeah. for my for my final question, I'm wondering, because we, we went over the, the culture thing, which I think is, is very mm-hmm. important, but mm-hmm. also now because you're in a position of teaching. Yeah. So it's a little different, like, your job versus what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. So you're in a position where, you know, kids are going to look to you, high school kids are going to look to you. What are, what are some things maybe that you want to teach or you want to rub, or parts of you, I guess you could say, or things that you've learned that you want to rub off on them, whether it be like from your journey, how you started to where you are now, and you know, you're not predicting that you would be running a camp to, mm-hmm. be, to be running a camp. 
to now be running a second camp, so on and so forth. You don't yeah. know where it's going. So, you know, if I'm a high school student and, like, I may not know where I want to go. And, yeah. you know, we all worried about that too, mm-hmm. university, mm-hmm. whether or not mm-hmm. this is the path I want to take. So I'm wondering, yeah. what are some things that you've learned or things that you would like at least, parts of you that you would want to, you know, feed to the kids that are coming? Yeah, so I think for me, um, I've just seen a lot of trials in my life, mm-hmm. um, whether it comes from things on my own or just things that have happened out of my control. Mm-hmm. But just being able to use those strengths, or sorry, use those trials mm-hmm. as learning opportunities is a big thing. Um, I think that's one of the main things that has been able to propel me to who I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, if you let yourself go down a spiral because mm-hmm. of one thing that happened, um, it can debilitate you. Mm-hmm. But you have a choice. You can either let it bring you down or you can improve from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it really shows your character on what you do in these types of circumstances. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just being able to like overcome adversity. Um, like I said before, faith has been a big thing in my life. So mm-hmm. just relying on God um, and having the supports around you, like family, friends, mm-hmm. being able to speak life into you, um, and life into me in certain situations has been huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just learning from your mistakes, learning from the losses that you take in life mm-hmm. is big. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. And don't be afraid to take chances. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, we have one life to live. And if you're going to live that life at the end with regret, that's the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. So if you have a dream, if you have anything that you've wanted to accomplish, just go for it. Mm-hmm. It it There's a lot of doubts that will come in the way. Mm-hmm. But if you stick with it, I promise you, you will not regret it. Mm-hmm. So... That's about Love it. that. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Yeah, Daniel Frederick. Thank you for having me. Episode nine. That's a wrap. You do the claps.